Good morning, afternoon, whatever time it is that you are checking out uh, this podcast. My name is Pastor Adam Peak, and this is the Proverbs for Professionals podcast. It's going to be my first time trying this out in uh, multiple formats. So I've got a video, and then we'll also have the audio on the uh, podcast platform. So if you are, if you've never listened to this podcast before, uh, you are not alone. There's not many of you, <laughs> which is great and totally fine with me. Uh, but what I do is every Saturday I go through a corresponding uh, chapter in Proverbs. So today is Proverbs chapter 16. And I walk through the chapter and then I look at it from the perspective of um, obviously the Bible, but then also the perspective of the business professional. So what does this mean? And Proverbs 16 did not uh, disappoint. To be honest with you, none of them will disappoint. I highly recommend reading a chapter of Proverbs every day of the month. Um, it, is, it is the book of wisdom, and it's an ancient book that has a lot of practical wisdom for us today. So let's get into it. Uh, Proverbs 16 has a ton of stuff. I will start with the obvious. Uh, Proverbs 16.31, gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. And folks, you probably can't see it. Maybe you can. But I am feeling that. Um, I've decided I've not uh, cut my hair. I normally shave my head. I've not cut it. I've got a, uh, it's an okay beard. I've got uh, probably the best mustache I've ever had, to be honest with you. But I'm definitely having some gray hair. So I'm feeling that verse. This is a crown of glory. It's being gained from hopefully a righteous life. Uh, but let's get it. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. We don't have to belabor a lot of points. There is a lot to that in terms of, uh, you know, the age and that we should be looking to people who have gray hairs uh, to help us through difficult times like, you know, what we're going through right now. So verse three, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Verse four, the Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. So let's talk about this again. We're looking at this from the perspective of a business professional, though most of the stuff can apply across the board. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Let me tell you for a second what this does not mean. So commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established does not mean Hey, whatever you do, if you're if you're a Christian, then just whatever you do is going to be fine. Uh, there is there are uh, theological things um, around the world, really, where you can kind of name it and claim it, and then all of a sudden you'll get whatever you want to do. And if you're not getting what you want, then the problem's on you because you don't have enough faith. So it it carries with it a lot of anxiety, um, you know, potentially depression, things like that. That is not. This is a. This is a statement of the positionality of your heart. So commit your work to the Lord. So when you are aligning yourself with the things of God, when you are putting in, in your business, when you are pushing yourself towards the way of the Lord, work at everything is unto the Lord, not to man. When you are placing others' needs above your own, then your plans will be established. Why? Well, because... 
if your plans are the Lord's and they are being established by definition, and maybe you're an agnostic or an atheist, I don't know, but by definition, if there's a God and God exists, then God has to be sovereign because a not sovereign God is just another thing, just another entity. Uh, if you want to know more about that, uh, my good friend Joel Gein has a great book on it, so um, I'd be happy to send that to you. So when you commit your plans and you commit your work to the Lord, then your plans will be established because the Lord has made everything for a purpose. So even in days of trouble, like, you know, again, today, even in days of trouble, the Lord has made everything for a purpose. Romans 8.28 is a, is a relatively well-known verse in evangelical Christian circles um, that, that God's purposes, that, that God always has a plan and a purpose. So um, check out that one. Let's keep going here. 16, 8, and 9, better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. So I'm just going to stop there. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. Why? Why is that true? It's because, again, if you are, if you are positioning yourself with the Lord, if that is where your heart is at, then that little that you have in this is obviously making a, a comparison between in, with wealth and with money. So that little bit that you have will be worth so much more because it's obtained righteously than great revenues with injustice. And let's be really clear here. We have seen case after case after case, and we will continue to see more of businesses who conduct themselves in an unjust manner, of uh, in, in sales jobs, sales people who are out there who are trying to get sales and quite frankly, who are getting business through methods that are coercing, through ways that are unjust. They are, they are you know, giving, giving kickbacks under the table. Listen, listen to me really clearly. They will be found out. Their way is not good. Uh, they're going to get discovered. So better is a little obtained righteously than great revenues. That's what it says in the ESV version. Great revenues with injustice. Um, so the heart of a man plans his way. This is going to go back to what we were previously discussing. But the Lord establishes his steps. Listen, can, can we, we can say amen to that because rolling into 2020, you know, we were having our champagne toasts or, uh, you know, your non-alcoholic toasts, whatever it was that you were doing on, on New Year's Eve. Nobody knew, thought, our, we are, you know, the stock market is, you know, our, our biggest question was who's going to be running against the president of the United States for on the Democratic side of things like the, the, the problems that we had on January 1st pale in comparison to what's going on right now. We do not know, and this should really make us come face to face with our own humanity when compared to the divinity of the Lord. We do not know. So our heart is going to make plans, and we should certainly make plans, but how many people feel really confident making plans today? Are you going to go ahead and make your, your vacation plans in August to go to Disney World? I don't know. But whereas before, you wouldn't even give it a second thought. If you could do it, you would just do it, because it's America, and that's what we do. Uh, but can we do that now? We had plans, but we, very re we, we quickly realized this is not something that we can control. 
But thankfully, for those of us who, who follow who follow God, who follow Jesus, who follow the way, uh, who, who entrust in, in, in Yahweh, whatever it is. We believe that God is sovereign and has purposes through this, even though we cannot see them. And thankfully that is true that I am not God. All right, I've just got a few more things to get through here, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, verse 19, it's better to be of lowly spirit with the poor than divide the spoil with the proud. I love this contrast between the poor and the proud. And this was a very, and will continue to be a very revolutionary idea in both the ancient world and then in the time of Jesus. And then now it is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor. Do you see those words? So it's better to be sad and be hanging around with poor people than to be wealthy with a bunch of proud people around you. Again, that contrast between wealth, it's not saying that wealth is bad. Do you see that? It's not saying it's bad to have money. Uh, it's, it's, that's actually nowhere in the Bible. The love of money, the pride of money is the problem thing. Unjust revenues is a bad thing. So uh, so the, uh, the, the author here, likely Solomon, is saying, hey, listen, it's better for you to be sad with poor people, which at the time, and then in the time of Jesus, when Jesus is sitting with tax collectors and he's reclining at the table with them and all the powerful people are like, whoa, what's going on? And, and Jesus is bringing about a revolution that basically says it is, it is, it is not just about who you are, but be with other people. And if they are poor, that's totally fine. There's no problems with that. And you might think like, okay, duh. But listen, I have been in places where there is a caste system based on economic, uh, you know, based on your economic position in America and overseas. I'm telling you, this is still a revolutionary thing today, today. Um, so, uh, so don't surround yourselves with people who are puffed up in their chests and who are feeling really proud about themselves and I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a problem. Okay, finally, uh, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way of death. And then uh, the author is going to go through one, two, three, four different ways that, that this happens. So going all the way back to verse 9, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. We get in here to 25. There is a way that seems right to a man. And I think about this pretty, pretty regularly. There are ways in which I think that I should go. Uh, there are ways in which I think that I should spend the money that I make. Do you, do you feel the I, the selfishness, the me? And, and again, is that wrong? Not necessarily. But when we come face to face with our own humanity and the, and the lack, like what we don't know just about the universe, what, what I don't know about the future, what I don't know as a person. When, when we really wrestle with that, we, we realize we don't really have much control over this. I mean, uh, a disease that originates in China has shut down the whole entire world. We do not control much at all. So I have ways that may seem right. And listen, you have ways that might seem right. You think that you know what's going on right now. You think you've got it all figured out. What, what, whatever side of the political argument or whatever side of the thing, you think that you're right. And maybe you are, 
But also, can, can you learn with a little humility here and say, I could be wrong. And by the way, your incorrectness quite literally could end up in death. You know, that's a, that's a pretty harsh reality. And it's something that we're living with uh, right now. So a worker's appetite works for him. So when we want to work, when we want to work hard, so that's the way that seems right to a man. If you want to work hard, that will work out for you is what the, the author is saying here. So that will not end up in death in the sense of, you know, kind of this spiritual death. So work hard, that's a good thing to do. And that's, that is a truth that we should take and hang on, uh, hang on to. A worthless man, so a worker's appetite works for him. A worthless man plots evil. A dishonest man spreads strife, and a man of violence entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. So these four, three are bad, one is good. So what do we do in, in our professional jobs? What do we do in the workplace? Quite frankly, what do we do just in general? Uh, we work hard. We have a good appetite for work. The, the, proverb, uh, the author of Proverbs would say that that is good. But let's not pursue worthless things. Let's not be dishonest. And let's not incite violence because that can then entice our neighbor and the people around us to do poor and, and hurtful things. And then it actually ends up with a gray hair is a crown of splendor obtained from a righteous life. So if you have people in your life who have, this is a, a, you know, an analogy for people who have lived through life. Like I have gray hair. I do have physical gray hairs. There's, you know, they're, they're emerging from my head. Uh, but I have, I, I have not yet lived uh, th this incredibly long life, though I've lived longer than some. And so there are some people with which I would love to help. I've been able to talk with some people about some things this week. And that has been my, my sincerest joy is to be able to help people out. But look for people who are older than you, who have those gray hairs, um, who have been through it. And, and sit at their feet and listen to them because they know what they're talking about. All right, so that is it. Next week, we'll be covering Proverbs chapter 23. Until then, uh, I hope everybody has a safe and healthy week. Uh, I encourage you again, tomorrow, read Proverbs 17. Stay in it. It will help you get your mind right. Um, you know, like Ice Cube says, get your mind right, get your grind right. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody.